I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast, where you will be inspired and empowered to connect more deeply with your authentic self as we explore topics of personal development, leadership, and spirituality. Your journey to your most authentic self starts right now. Have you always wanted your own personal coach? Well, now you can have one. Sign up for my weekly newsletter called Coach in Your Inbox, where I give you an inspirational message along with a coaching question for the week. Plus, you'll always be up to date with who is on the podcast and get my latest book recommendation. I value my relationships and community with others. So let's start a relationship. Go to DanaLloydLeadership.com to sign up. I just celebrated my 50th birthday. 50, five, zero, the big one, half a century. To celebrate this milestone, a friend threw a small surprise party for me recently, and she gave me this beautiful card that shared advice on how to turn 50. I loved it. She knows me well. The coach was very, uh, the card was very coach-like, and I thought it would be interesting to do a birthday episode around how to have a meaningful birthday. This card provides great advice for turning any age, actually, and if I was you, I'd grab a pen and paper or your phone and jot down some notes. So first, let me share what the card said. How to turn 50. And this is what it said. Look back and marvel at how far you've come. Two, act old enough to know better, but young enough not to care. Three, make a list of 50 things you're thankful for. And four, write two notes, one to your 20-year-old self and another to your 60-year-old self. And this card sums up how to have a meaningful birthday, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not one for jokes or poking fun at being a certain age. I know growing up, I've seen lots of over-the-hill parties for people who turned 50. Over-the-hill cakes and cards, and people would give gag gifts like canes and comfy pants, thick greeting glasses or diapers. You know, that's fine. And and I love a good joke, but I don't see 50 years old and I don't like making people feel bad about their age. I see uh, uh, aging as something worth celebrating. Being your best at whatever age you are. We always have, you know, enough ways to feel bad in this world. So, you know, being a certain age doesn't have to be one of them. So I thought I would take you through that that card, those four things in a little bit more detail, because like I said, they were very coach-like. And if you have celebrated a birthday or are celebrating a birthday soon, this might be some really great advice for you to find um, how to have, to really explore what it means to be that age. So let's break down some of the advice. Number one on how to turn 50 is to look back at how far you've come. Now, 50 is a lot of years, yet it seems to have flown by. I mean, how can that be? And I hear it from so many people, and people will say, time picks up as you get older, probably because we know what we're moving towards. But look back at how far you've come. It's a great way to create a meaningful birthday. Bask in the glory that is your life. This is a piece of advice I often give clients, especially if they are struggling to appreciate themselves, because we tend to invalidate all the experiences we've had. You know, celebrate everything you've done and celebrate everything you've become along the way. Don't miss that. I often see how people are very hard on themselves because they feel like they haven't accomplished much or they think they should be further along in their journey than they are. 
But here's a tip I give people if you're having a hard time appreciating you. Break down your life into segments. So this is an exercise. You can grab a pen and paper. So break your life into segments. And it could be by decade, for example, because that's easy then to chunk out our life and to examine small parts of it. So, you know, from 0 to 20 or, or 0 to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, so on. You get the idea. And let your life flow onto the page. Start filling out what you've done. Everything counts. And this is not just an academic achievements or career achievement or just the big stuff. It's the stuff in between. Friendships you've built or hobbies or skills you've acquired, volunteering, anything that could qualify as doing or an accomplishment. And you'll be amazed what you put down on page. So like I said, celebrate your accomplishments, but don't forget to celebrate who you've become. Think of all the lessons that you have learned, all the ups and downs. They've taught you something. Think about how much you've grown as a person. Relationships have grown you. Children have grown you. Think about the leader you have become and that journey. You know, how you became stronger after a challenge. That is valuable. Reflecting on that is a great way to have a meaningful birthday. And you will have so much appreciation for yourself. And I think it is so important so we don't get down on ourselves as we age. Because you have done way more than you think you have. And to build on this exercise of celebrating how much you've accomplished, write down also who you became a res- uh, who you became as a result of the achievement. For example, if one of the uh, achievements that you wrote down was graduate university, just imagine taking and drawing a few lines away from that accomplishment to write down who you've become. Perhaps you grew in confidence. You became more comfortable interacting with people. You became skilled at giving presentations. I mean, can you imagine if you did this for every accomplishment that you had in your life, how looking back could be absolutely incredible and marvelous? So we need to ease off ourselves just a wee bit. You have built an incredible life. So let's examine looking back and marveling at how far we've come. And now marvel is a great word. Not one word, uh, not a word that I use a lot, but this is a great perspective from which to look at your life. Marvel at how far you've come. Marvel at how far you've come. Miriam Dictionary defines marvel as to be filled with surprise or wonder. So as you write your accomplishments and think about who you've become, what has surprised you about your life? What is wondrous about your life? I know for me, I marvel at how life has unfolded. I mean, marriage and children and the people that have come into my life, the career path that I am on, the dreams that I've executed, I built a life up to 50. And you have too, whatever age you are at, you have built your life. So this is a great question, a coaching question to leave you with to answer. What will you marvel at when you look at your life, regardless of what age you're at? Number two. The other piece of advice on that wonderful little card is act old enough to know better, but young enough not to care. Mm, That's tricky, isn't it? If we could only get out of our own way to not care about what other people think. Recently, I read a quote from Maya Angelou that said, the 50s are all you were meant to be. I love that. That makes a great coaching question. Who have you been meaning to be? OMG. Who have you been meaning to be? 
This is a question that could make me emotional because so many of us have been holding back because we don't want to look stupid or fail or be vulnerable. And it really prompts the question, if not now, when? When are you going to become all that you can be? When, you are, when are you going to step into your life fully, authentically, without apology? The 50s are generally a time when you're winding up parenting if you've been one. You know yourself better. You can lead yourself better. And yet you are still trying, trying to get it together, trying to be the best version of you. And that is the point, to never stop trying. If you show up with good intentions every day, how can you go wrong with that? So here's the coaching question that I'm going to leave you with from that idea. Who have you been meaning to be? Mm, that's a really good, worthy one to explore, isn't it? Number three on the card of how to turn 50 is make a list of 50 things you are thankful for. Gratitude seems to be the portal to peace and joy, appreciation, and celebration. And I've learned that. Gratitude, a gratitude practice is a worthy activity. And I already do it a lot in my life, but I'm actually going to execute this 50 things I'm thankful for. Because I think it's super impactful to write down the 50 things so that I can look at the amount of goodness showing up in my life. It's a great exercise, you know, if you tend to be a negative ninny. I mean, we can all get there some days, can't we? So if you're feeling bad about yourself or where you are, we all have those kind of days. You can haul that exercise out and look at the list that you've written down and remind yourself of all these amazing things going on in your life. I mean, you can't dispute the goodness when you put it on paper. I mean, we can think it up and play that little negative ninny role, but when we see it, I think it'll make a difference and help shift us into a better mindset, a better space. And I think reading a giant list of gratitude will make your heart swell. When I think of gratitude, I think of a song that has made my playlist recently. And I have been listening to Pitbull's song, Party of a Lifetime. It's a very catchy dance tune. I highly recommend you listen to it. It's very, it'll, it'll pump you up and, and make you happy. And one of the lines he says in his lyrics, it says, it's a happy birthday to you. And then he kind of shouts in the background, it's a birthday every day. And then he randomly shouts out, shouts out every day, my birthday throughout the song. So it's really driving home the message of don't wait for the milestone. Every day is truly your birthday. If you're waking up today, it really is a rebirth and it is an opportunity to get up and show up for you. So here's a challenge. Write down the number of things you are grateful for, grateful for based on your age. I'm turning 50, 50 things to be grateful for. So I think when you do that, you'll have a little bit more of a better perspective about maybe not judging yourself or being so hard on yourself. I bet you have a whole lot of goodness in your life and uh, I think writing it down will prove it to you. Number four on the card of how to turn 50, and I love this one, it's very coach-like, write two notes. And I like this, a note doesn't have to be an essay, but you could do that too if you want it. But write a note, one to your 20-year-old self and the other to your 60-year-old self. Another valuable exercise. What would you say to your 20-year-old self? 
I know I'd be telling her, uh, giving her a lot of advice around confidence and being patient. I'd be telling her to take chances and to love herself enough to do all the things that are in her heart and mind and don't worry about failing, just test and try. Now, the idea of writing to your future self is super interesting. I haven't really imagined myself at 60. If I think of the future, I tend to lump a lot of decades in together. You know, what would life be like when I'm older, per se? This is really, this is a really interesting writing exercise to think of yourself at a specific age. So whatever age you are, add 10 years and write a note to that person. I'm going to do this exercise in more detail, but right off the top of the, uh, my head, when I think of a note, if I, you know, a sticky note that I was going to post on the fridge to my 60 year old self, I think the message I'd write to her is this, I'm going to love being you. Maybe it's my coaching background, but I always think of backing myself into the life that I want. I mean, I didn't always think of it that way, probably ever since I became a coach. And I think about how I want to be remembered. And I think of it in this way so I can articulate how I want to exist, not so that I'm remembered, but so that I can figure out who it is that I want to be and act accordingly. And when I think of myself at 60, it involves more around mentorship and more service, more connection and helping others. So as you can see, my awesome friend gave me a very awesome card that I received, um, on my 50th birthday. And I mean, she, it was probably the best money she spent on a card. I mean, she gave me like an excellent free coaching session. (laughs) So I want to finish off this episode, which is a short episode, but that's okay. I think there's a lot of value packed into this episode with these few ideas that you can take away and practice for yourself. But turning 50 for me, uh, it does a few things. And firstly, it dials in what's important. I feel the pressure or the need to do what is important. It you know, really zones in on the priorities, you know, to make connections, express how I feel, be connected to others. And life is precious and it can feel short. And I'm 50 and I'm wondering where the time went. I mean, it just flew. And like I said, people will say time picks up. And, and if you've ever had children in school, elementary school seems to poke along because they're there a long time. And then junior, I guess is middle school. Now they flies by three years and then through high school. And now I have kids who are one's finished university and one's in the middle of it. And I think, how, how did I get here? How did I get here? And what's even scarier, I think, you know, what 20 years ago seemed like nothing if the next 20 year go, goes by that quickly, I'm going to be 70. And I think, wozers, like that is a, that is, it's kind of wild. I can't even imagine what life's going to look like 20 years from now. And it doesn't seem that far off. So for me, 50 creates, I call a pressure, but pressure may not be the right word, but really it's a clearing away of what's not important, a real life declutter, as you will. So I can actually see clearly where I want to spend my time and energy. And Susan Scott, who wrote Fierce Conversations, which is a book that I recommend to any of my corporate leadership clients, and they're great. it's great for anyone, actually. But she says that you choose authenticity. And I don't disagree with that. When we choose to be in the present moment, when we choose to align with our higher self, we are choosing authenticity. 
We are willing to be vulnerable and to show up as our authentic self. And the authentic self is the one who is willing to go after the dreams and do the things that they are being called to do. And when you, I say called, you can feel it in your heart. You can call it intuition. You can, it's this thing that just keeps coming back and nagging at you. It's that, that higher self calling you forth. And when you execute or align yourself with those ideas, you are showing up authentically because it doesn't mean that whatever is in our heart or things that we want to do are going to go smoothly or that we're going to be successful at them. But there's something saying, we must do this. I want to try this. I want to do it without um, caring what other people think. So I feel the desire for myself more than it is pressure to be as authentic as I, I can be. It's a desire to be authentic. And that means not being afraid. It means being courageous and showing up as yourself. And that can, that can be difficult. Um, and it takes practice choosing authenticity. And one of the ways that I'm showing up more authentically is through having conversations of all sorts, even the difficult ones. And I have been really practicing that over the past year. And it's much easier to have conversations when I show up as my authentic self, self without all the emotion and drama that, that having conversations can bring. It's about being centered and embodied. I call it aligning with my highest self. It's just being in the present moment and it's being able to speak your truth without all the drama and judgment around it. And it's so powerful when you can have conversations that are just honest and authentic and transparent and ones that are filled with curiosity uh, and understanding and listening intently. So I have felt the need to live my most authentic life for a while, but you know, turning 50 really dials it in to show up as me and to love it. I mean, I'm already having a very meaningful 50th birthday, but answering these questions that I covered in today's episode will really deepen that feeling as I embrace this magical milestone. So as Pitbull says in his song, every day's your birthday, make it a meaningful one. Happy birthday. If you love the Soul Sister Conversations episodes, please share a favorite episode with a friend or tell others about the podcast. If you haven't yet, I would love for you to leave an awesome testimonial on iTunes. I appreciate the shares and the love. It helps reach more people who need to hear positive, helpful conversations.